hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John, and welcome to This Is Us on This Is Us, where we're just going to talk about the last episode of This Is Us. Is that a thing? Because I would definitely do that. Do we want to just switch the whole? <laughs> oh my god! Whole show. So like Nikki makes this these these oh these uh, <laughs> snow globes. Snow globes. I really couldn't handle that. And then the, and then the lady at the that. TSA is like, "You can't bring them," and it's it's so sad because he worked was, so hard. It was so sad. Honestly, that broke me. Just like it broke the snow globes. Like <laughs> it was so upsetting to me. And I knew as soon as he fucking, I knew the second they did that Amazon commercial <laughs> of him ordering all the supplies. It was like the most fucked up Amazon commercial in the entire world. Where mm-hmm. he ordered all the supplies for the snow globes, and then the snow globes just broke. I knew they weren't gonna make it. But the bit, the bit yeah. at the end where he's like, "These are my favorite John Grisham novels yes. that they were selling at the that airport bookstore." I thought that, I was, thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> It was very cute. The firm, and I forgot what the other one was, but it was very, that was very adorable. But I also was very upset. <laughs> so, so wow, you really opened a wound so early on our podcast. <laughs> should, should we talk about the other show, though? Oh, we should. It's... Okay, I guess we can talk about Riverdale, too. The commitment that people made, John. I think we gotta, we gotta give them at least some Riverdale content right. in this episode. Oh, do you, I, have, a, do you have a question? Yeah, I do have a question. Okay, you got a question for me? Yeah, so it's more of a pondering thing. Do you think that Glenn only exists because, for whatever reason, they couldn't have Charles back this season? (laughs) Because they're the same, except him and Betty are allowed to make out. (laughs) Oh my god, maybe. I wonder... I yeah. wonder if there wasn't competing competing lines of thought in the room where it was like, but if you make Charles a serial killer, <laughs> then who are her, who's her friend at the FBI? And they're like, well, jeez, uh, another Charles, I guess. I mean, exactly. Glenn Scott. Glenn Scott with one T, as we learned mm-hmm. this episode. Uh, one, one N and one T. Fuck one this N guy. and one T. I'm happy that you also thought that was weird because I also thought it was weird. And then I was like, Caitlin, no one else cares about that. <laughs> But no, you do. No, you it's do a family name. We we don't we don't <laughs> we don't repeat letters. We just don't do it here in the Scott family. Exactly. It's a weird thing. Very weird. Yeah, no, so uh so I just think they're the same. They're the <laughs> same person. They look the same. It's weird. It's almost like he could have been Charles if that actor didn't right, like Right. Do you think this actor also auditioned for Charles? Yeah, a thousand percent. And they were like, We're not we're not really so going bad. for uh, uh this. <laughs> But right. if we want a different hot FBI agent in the fir- in the future, we'll call you. And we will. We will want that. So <laughs> we promise we'll need it. Charles won't last long, and you'll be a serial killer too. <laughs> he's definitely the killer. Like I'm, I, I've never been so sure of anything. <laughs> yeah, that he's TBK. Yeah, so he's something. He, if he's not TBK, he's some version of whatever serial killers are happening right he, now. Because there's like twenty. So I, I can't wait until we're going through the Betty plot, because I'm obsessed with the way he turns up at the end of the episode, just like, Betty, oh my gosh, did you lie to your mom? How could you do such a thing? Yeah, no, he's a fuck fucking asshole, I think. Uh, sorry, Glenn. Sorry, sorry, Glenn, I guess, for now. I, I guess. You, we'll see. When you murder people later on, I will take back this apology, as <laughs> I'm sure you will murder people later on. So, John, what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, why don't you tell me about the title of this episode? So the title of this episode is Destroyer, 
which um, there's actually another film of this title too, but I'm pretty sure that they're referencing the most recent 2018 one, um, which is directed by Karen Kusama. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but she's a director of Jennifer's Body, which obviously is one of my favorite movies because obviously, <laughs> um, and it stars Nicole Kidman as basically like a former LAPD or I guess a current LAPD detective who um, is trying to track down like this gang member who kind of like resurfaced after uh, he messed up a case of hers like years ago. Um, I actually tried to watch this and then I didn't watch it. So I think I'm going to actually make it a priority to watch this movie. No, it's uh, Nicole Kidman. I think got a lot of acclaim for it. Tatiana Maslany is in it. It's all a good time. Bradley Whitford is in it. Sebastian Stan. This is actually a very stacked cast. If you like this kind of movie, like, gangs and cops and revenge nicole kidman looking nothing like nicole kidman exactly like all the work you put into looking so beautiful the rest of the year does not go into this movie nicole kidman not that she doesn't look good i guess because she's nicole kidman but that's not the point of the movie (laughs) the point the movie is revenge can i ask or something like that if if you can think of any reason why this episode would be named after that movie Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I think it's the whole Betty plot. Mm. It's, uh, that's definitely it. You know, coming after people, taking names, tying people to trees in the woods. As you, yeah, as you do. Yeah, that's how cops work, I guess. It's, uh, wow, yeah, they named it after the Betty plot. Huh. For sure. Definitely a Betty plot thing. It's just, I didn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked that as, as the, as the one to name the episode after. I love Lily Reinhardt's performance this episode. <clears throat> I thought she, like, really crushed it. But mm-hmm. we'll get there. We'll get there. This episode is written by Ace Hassan. Ace also wrote uh, the season premiere of the season, Climax. And he wrote the episode Dog Day Afternoon, which is the one with the sexy car wash. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very different than the real movie Dog Day Afternoon. Right. But there's no sexy car wash. <laughs> there is no sexy car wash. Uh, uh, so. This, <laughs> this sad. episode is directed by Rob Seidenglanz. He also did The Dark Secret of Harvest House. Oh, I like that episode. I'm trying to remember. It's a cult has organ harvesting. Is that the one where we find out that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, organ uh, harvest vibes. And he did Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was the first Christmas episode when the Black Hood. It's like a tag. Also a fun one. It's a pretty good a one. Tw- yeah. yeah, Twin Peaks references in that one. That was a cool cool shot of uh, the Black Hood coming at Betty from like the couch. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, that's I the one I was it. remembering too. We, and I remember we, cool we, we actually watched that one together. Oh my god! I was gonna say like when we could be together, but like we actually hung out. Yeah, recently. That was so f- yeah. yeah. Hashtag hashtag vaccinations. Most yeah, everyone I know is in a is in a vaccine trial, and I had the virus. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's so Woo! funny. I <laughs> we uh we, we did a fun activity as a friend group. <laughs> got vaccinated yeah no super fun that's what you can do now hey right, right. science so you were you were very excited when you started getting side effects you're like this means it's real yeah it was a joy honestly i can't even the best fever i've ever had so you know recommend it uh fevers so i guess <laughs> <laughs> 
there are only four plot lines this week, which is kind of nice. It lets everything breathe a little bit more. We've got... Totally, yeah. The perks of being a wallflower, I guess. Uh, We've got, at least consider that Dreyfus might have Polly. We've got (laughs) Friday Night Lights, but dumb. And Kevin just loves cruising. I, let's do Friday Night Lights, but dumb okay. because man, I don't like sports. Okay, it feels <laughs> like this episode care. also doesn't like sports, right? <laughs> so it looks like Archie's half a football team isn't doing so well, and by isn't doing so well, we mean they can't score a single touchdown. Apparently, you need those. Uh, yeah, you need you need a few of them. This is this is it's it's a it's a choice to like I. The choice would have been easier to make them, you know, consistently losing football for them to not even be scoring. I mean, wow, Argy can't be that good of a coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it feels <laughs> Sorry, like statistically Arch- they had to have scored. But also it's half a football team. He doesn't have an offense and a defense. He just has 11 kids who he recycles into both positions. And apparently that's not the ideal situation. But you don't you don't really want that. <laughs> right. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, Bad and- news. One of the cheerleaders complains to Cheryl that we could have been practicing for regionals. And Cheryl could not agree more, but then does not schedule any practices for regionals. <laughs> How about I perform a uh, Lady Gaga song? Jesus. It's not bad. I, I enjoyed it. Sure, but... sure. But if you're a parent and your kid's in the cheer squad and you come to the game and her coach sings a Lady Gaga song while she shakes pom-poms off to the side... Yeah, no, I, I would be You're going to be a little bit like, what? I would be confused because she's also wearing the colors of the opposite team. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> thought that was weird. So she plays for her own team. Yes, she does. Speaking of, Archie comforts his team. Quick question, does Britta use the same locker room as the boys? I feel like that's a different movie, and we're not in the movie that asks questions <laughs> like that. Great. So I, I'm just as much of a team made as you guys are i shouldn't this is actually i think an episode of degrassi i could be wrong no Uh no it's an episode of degrassi it's jane joins the football team everybody's mean to her they sexually harass her they normal harass her and uh she's the best football player on the team i'm trying to remember if in pitch whether or not kylie bunbury had to have her own locker room or i think she started with her own locker room but i don't remember if she ended up just being in there with the guys yeah, I think she. I have only seen like one episode of Pitch, yeah. but Hiram on both of those. Sometimes things. I wish Pitch had continued. Not because I don't want Mark Consuelos in this show, just I I kind of liked Pitch. You think they could have done both? Well, he couldn't have done both. I guess. So he could have been less available for Riverdale. <laughs> I wouldn't have been so mad. <laughs> you would have been I fine guess. with that. <laughs> yeah. He just flew back and forth between the two. Exactly. Maybe. I would have preferred. Veronica, Veronica enters the, the locker room and is and is almost yelling at the kids about how, what does she have to pay them to inspire them to win a game? How about ten thousand dollars to whoever scores first this season? Like now you're just bribing students to be better right. at sports, right? Veronica, they don't. It's not an inspiration thing. They need eleven more players. <laughs> it's not like they're not trying yeah. I think that's also kind of insulting Right Apparently Britt has got a cannon All the other boys seem nice And there's this kid Derek Who's genuinely talented And hates losing <laughs> Also Britta's captain Which I find funny I mean I think that's 
perfect because yeah. Britta seems like the person who's going to anchor us into season seven when they jump time again. Uh, again, yeah. And and now she's the main character. Yeah, Britta has Girl main Archie. character energy. Girl Archie, she's so confused. She really wants to play the violin, but she also wants to sport. So Oof. I hope she doesn't try to make any moves on teachers. Yeah, no, God. Oh, Britta. Save yourself, Britta. No, no, no. Veronica meets up with Archie afterwards. She doesn't know what to do. Should they push them more? No, obviously. They need more fan support. Uh, Veronica has a has a plan to do it. And a plan to keep them motivated. And then Archie Archie gets like a little smirk, and he's like, don't coaches need motivation too? And then I gag. But they kiss. Yeah, they are full on Varchie. Like, yeah. what? What's Varchie? This whole, this what, whole episode that? is like, what if we put everything back to the way it was before the time jump? Don't mess with the House <laughs> of Cards that was so meticulously built. Jughead and Betty go on an adventure together. Archie and Veronica are now in the same story. We'll see though. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah. Anyway, at Pops, where we see that pop tape bobblehead again, I'm gonna start keeping an eye out for this if it pops out in future episodes. It's moving. <laughs> Maybe it's the Mothman. Uh, Tabitha agrees to host a Bulldogs pancake breakfast, and she will become a sponsor of the team. I'm shocked she wasn't already a sponsor of the team. Also, like, does that mean she just, like, gives money to the team? I think so, yeah. So, as she's so happy to do it. I'm like, how isn't this... You well, have all I guess... this money lying around <laughs> in, now, in, suddenly? In theory, this would bring uh, uh, more paying customers to Pops. The only problem is everyone in this town already eats all of their meals at who Pops. like who who is Riverdale and is like Pops never tried it is <laughs> yeah. it any good Have you heard of this place Pops Do we have a diner <laughs> It's so crazy Cheryl however won't give up her syrup for the for the pancake breakfast she won't cheer for the bad news bulldogs anymore which is that uh, clever I like Jesus yeah, sure. But also, like, Cheryl, like, this is the one thing you can help with. Like, you have buckets <laughs> of maple Literally syrup. Literally, all you have <laughs> is syrup. Please just <laughs> give us the syrup. I love what are you saving like... it for? <laughs> right. Thomas is like, oh, I'll definitely supply all the syrup. And Veronica's like, no, no. Let's make it more complicated. <laughs> no, let, me, let me ask the worst person I know if they can give me syrup. <laughs> Archie goes to the school intercom and basically berates the entire student body of Riverdale be like, hey, we got kids out here working real hard trying to play football for you all. So why don't you come and eat some pancakes? Thank you. They're free. And then when he goes back, Cheryl's like, all right, fine. I'll do one more game and come out of retirement to make it really special. Because what everyone really wants to see is their kids, uh, uh, (laughs) 25-year-old cheerleading coach going at it. Yes, everyone wants to see. It. I mean, I loved it, but I'm also not a parent at the school. Would it so. would it kill them to to use the cheerleaders to do like a a cheerleading routine or like something where they can throw Cheryl up in the air and she sings stupid yeah. love? Where, yeah, like I don't why I'm shocked that they're that the Vixens don't have like a group of strong young boys to like toss them into the air or do stuff like that. It's all girls on the Vixens. That's true. It is weird. If anyway. only so the choreography is stronger, you know? I mean, uh-huh. girls can also throw other girls and stuff, too. But, you know, sometimes it's like, we all saw Bring It On, you know? It's we all saw Bring It On. Pancake Day is a hit. Archie asks Derek to captain the team. Wow, rude to Britta. 
<laughs> and and Derek's mom is mom cuts in and asks him, "What's the team doing for Derek? He has okay. to think of his future. <laughs> this 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 dead end town. She's not wrong." Reggie enters and waves to Archie. He asks Archie and Veronica to withdraw from the league on behalf of the league, because the Bulldogs are an embarrassment. And Veronica's like, this sounds like my father's behind it. Give me oh, names. <laughs> and Archie, Archie says that it's not all about winning. And Reggie, Reggie's like, that's what a loser would say. And then he calls Archie a loser. And then he calls every <laughs> single other person in the diner a loser before he leaves. Yeah, this is why Reggie doesn't have friends. I I was laughing. He literally walks down a line and goes, loser, loser. loser. <laughs> Veronica blames the uh, league's request on Hiram to Hiram. I actually really enjoy the new Hiram dynamic where Veronica comes and accuses him of things that he's probably not actively doing. And he's right. just a caddy. He's kind of a caddy bitch about it. He's like, all <laughs> I know is that the Bulldogs are uh, garbage. <laughs> I like, I love that line delivery. I don't like, yeah. Hi- Hiram, who's already won, is very funny. Right, exactly. He's like, honestly, I'm just draining, slowly draining this town of resources and you don't even really <laughs> notice because you're busy with your scheming. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize you were working this hard, honey. <laughs> the Bulldogs haven't scored at all, all season. But Veronica says they will. And then she tells, she says to Hiram, let's make a wager. If the Bulldogs can't score, they'll withdraw from the league. But if they do score just one, just one touchdown, they get to stay. Hiram takes the bet. But Hiram, you you could have done nothing and just gotten everything you ever wanted. What are you doing? The bar is now on the floor. (laughs) But also, like, why would Veronica make this bet? Like, they could have just stayed. Well, she had to... Yeah, right. I don't understand. (laughs) It seems like the league can't actually force them out. Right. Like, why Why complicate it? Sure. Why not just be a football team like you want to be? Well, I guess you team. want to, you know, lower the bar to the floor. Right, right. Well, now we don't have to win. We just have to get one touchdown. I And, and then I, we'll feel better. <laughs> I mean, we could have just written a story where the team was losing but scoring and then have them beat Stonewall Prep. But instead... We'll have a weird moment later where, where we all get excited like we just won the game, but really we just scored one <laughs> touchdown. And just reminds me of that bit from Freaks and Geeks when they play baseball. <laughs> they finally get their home run, and they're like, awesome, now get us 24 more points. Oh. <laughs> I, I love that show. I was actually just rewatching it. So later at practice, Britta tells Archie that Derek transferred to Stonewall Prep. And then she's like, wait, were you going to make me not captain anymore? And he's like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> have questions rg can't blame Derek. going to stonewall and being on a real football team with money is his best shot at getting into college because the american dream is dead yes with the bulldogs down a player though they can't even complete and veronica says that it sounds like they just need motivation no veronica no. <laughs> they need at least one more player arguably 12 more players but veronica gets a genius <laughs> idea to rally the troops and maybe recruit more. Sure. Uh, Archie brings the Bulldogs in and Veronica introduces the team to T-Dub, one of the guys who was shopping at her jewelry store at the the start of the time jump, who is apparently also a player on the New York uh, Goliaths, a fictional team. (laughs) 
I did not know. I was like, this guy is either an extremely famous real football player, and this is like a stunt casting. And like T Dubs, I'm like, if I if I text anyone about this, will I look like the biggest idiot ever? <laughs> no, so, it wasn't just you. I also like I went into the episode's cast to be like, I just want to make sure that this isn't right, a real football player using a different name or something uh, in the show so, so that I can just pretend I know about it. But no, it's just an actor playing this guy. Right. So if it didn't seem like everybody was like, oh, what? Yeah, Jim right. Jobs, they treated whoa. it like, like they got an actual player to show up. Uh, I can't name one of those actual <laughs> players, uh, but, you know, I, you I, know, the Kardashians only date basketball players, and that's how I know. Weirdly, it's like it would be like if Lamar Jackson of the of the Ravens just showed up and they were like wow lamar jackson uh but this is a fictional guy from a fictional team (laughs) i do want to say though it is a good i think it's a good reveal to be like oh it's a face who we in the audience will at least recognize and to say oh turns out he was a football player all along is like a good like oh she actually does know someone and i believe that she knows someone i think that works I, I think it's a I think she's extremely lucky that he does end up his presence just brings more children to the to the field so Archie can ask them if they want to join the team. It's weird that like not a lot of people want to join the team. I guess because they're bad, but like in my high school, a lot of people were into the football. I guess like it wasn't a popular thing to do in the sense of like nobody went to the games, but people like wanted to be on the team. I think. Yeah, and this show never really went around asking why people wouldn't want to be on the football team. Right. I guess because they suck. We but... were, uh, yeah. And before Archie, there just wasn't a football team. I want to know what happened to um, uh, the old coach. What's his name? Coach Clayton. Oh, yeah. Chuck Clayton's dad. Yeah. What happened to Chuck Clayton? <laughs> right. What happened? Yeah. Questions there. He was in like a little bit of the show. I feel like well, the show he's forgot. On, he's, on, he's 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 on Black Lightning and is doing a like a spinoff pilot for Black Lightning. So he's busy. Yeah, but he might, ha- he might you... have his own show. Like that's what happened to the actor, but not the act, but not the dad actor. He's <laughs> right. not busy. What happened to him? It's just weird how like Riverdale kind of forgot certain significant characters that they kind of established from like the extended archie universe Mm -hmm. and now they just Um, make up new names that sound vaguely archie-ish yeah like like what happened to um like ethel even oh shit (laughs) yeah we haven't seen her since season three season three has it been that long yeah because she was she was all into the cult stuff the, the gargoyle king and then she was she was gone. Wow, you know, justice right for after Barb. right after Betty got all those people out of the out of the Sisters <laughs> of Quiet Mercy. Yeah, but yeah, before the cult moved into the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, she was into the cult stuff, or was she just into the no, gargoyle no, stuff? Ethel wasn't in the cult. She was in the sister. She was yeah. in the, the 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 mind control board game or whatever. I hope she's doing well. Obvious, obviously, it would be stupid if she were in the cult. Right. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> right. Very silly. Anyway. Hiram tells Reggie that he wants the Bulldogs gone. He's about to ask people to start 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 taking out legs and stuff. Uh, and Reg- Reggie, Reggie has an alternate suggestion. What if we just beat them at football? <laughs> 
And Hiram's like, great idea, but not you. I'm going to be coach. And Reggie instantly switches sides. He's like, okay, <laughs> then I'm no longer your son. <laughs> dad? You're not, you're not my you real dad. Betray me. <laughs> no, Reggie, again, I'm not your real dad. <laughs> no matter how many Doritos you buy me, I will never be your real father. I, I hope Reggie left the office and then poked his head back in. It's like, we still on for sandwich day next week, though? <laughs> sandwich day. It's a whole, it's a whole day. They every have Tuesday, every they go out for long roll sandwiches. Adorable. Sad, though. Very upsetting for Reggie. I... Just from a, like a, if I were, if I were a football player and just before a game, this man showed up, it was like, I'm coached now. I think that would really throw off my game. Yeah, probably. And on the night of the big game, it turns out that Derek is now captain of the Stallions. He has not gone to this school <laughs> for an entire week. So a new coach came in and then was like, that new player is captain of the team now. Imagine the I, I can't there. believe the stallions are functioning as well as they are in this game. They should be, they should be a mess right now. Oh, for sure. It, anyway, uh, Cheryl performs Lady Gaga while cheerle- cheerleaders shake pom poms around her. I just sure, sure. Yeah, it looks looks great though. You she know, looks great. Hiram and Archie also look very cute in their little coach outfits. Archie's, Archie's got a hat. <laughs> Hiram stallions. wears his, though, very well, I thought. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, it looks great. Uh, the Stallions are wrecking the Bulldogs, like, really bad. Like, the the little moments they show you of football gameplay, it's not even legible what's going on, because it's just, like, a, a mass of Stallions running, and then, like, Bulldogs chasing them. Uh, I didn't understand any of the game, so... Archie gives his team a big inspirational speech. Uh, uh, Reggie Reggie cheers on the dogs. The defensive line protects Britta. She fakes a handoff and runs for the end zone herself and manages to dodge two full-grown men and then leaps into the end zone. Everyone cheers like they just won, which they did not. Uh, (laughs) Reggie hugs Veronica and Tabitha. Tabitha's like, I don't know you. Yeah, who are you? Are you the person who called everyone in my shop losers? Yeah. Didn't you call me a loser yesterday on the way up? Uh, Hiram breaks his clipboard. We did it. Sort of. Sure. sure. We sort of did it. Veronica, Veronica tells Archie that they're winning over the town. We're probably not going to do any more football games now. That's probably it. They're probably <laughs> and now football is taken care of for the season. The season is over. Thank yeah. God. Caitlin doesn't have to be confused anymore. Derek, Derek comes over to say good game. He seems like a nice kid. And that's that's the end of uh, that's the end of Friday Night Lights, but dumb. Amazing, flawless, never never been done before. <laughs> what is the Lady Gaga quote? See, this would be like if I wrote a football plot. Yeah, yeah, right. I've actually tried to write a sports thing before, not like a sports movie, because like LOL, but like just a scene, and it's extremely difficult. So, I if anybody in the writers' room has ever played football, you know that's good but if not i understand you guys where do you want to go next uh the perks of being okay. a wallflower i guess uh dreyfus kevin, kevin you want to go to kevin yeah i got questions and feelings and comments <laughs> kevin just loves cruising oh man so kevin. tom keller asks kevin as they as they pack up all of his stuff from his apartment what the hell happened <laughs> and Aww. Kevin's kind of like I, 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 I don't really know but it was my decision 
maybe I just don't deserve a family. <laughs> but he doesn't no. want to talk to his dad about it. And 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 you can you can see Tom's heartbreak a little bit. So uh, Cheryl <clears throat> welcomes Kevin's and Fangs together to fix what she broke while Vanessa is off, I assume, having her baby? Yeah, probably. Fangs calls Kevin out for always holding back. Is he ashamed of Fangs? Impossible. How could you be ashamed of being of dating Fangs? You should show that off everywhere you go. Is literally, he sh- he's flawless. He's a flawless person. His personality is wonderful. Rid- he ridiculous. literally is so beautiful. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Kevin. Yeah, no, it's is not. He- Fangs is not the problem. Okay. <laughs> is he is he ashamed of being gay? Kevin says no. But Fangs does point out that Kevin goes to the gay woods all the time. <laughs> oh. I just want to point out. Then the show, Fangs genuinely says, you go to the woods all the time. And it feels like someone almost put in <laughs> gay there. I swear, yeah. we've got someone in the show. Somebody knows. Somebody is is worming their way into the scripts. Maybe the script coordinator. Who knows? <laughs> no, boy. You know? Just saying. There's so many little details. They could just slip in mm-hmm. unbeknownst. you got to send yeah. through, There's these secret messages. Kevin refuses to reveal anything about what's going on inside him. And asks Cheryl to butt out of their lives. And then Kevin meets Shane in the steam room. Shane, Shane is looks just, so familiar. Shane so is just familiar. A, a hot white guy from L.A. Of course. And Kevin, yes. Kevin sits down next to him. He says, I guess it's true what they say about L.A. guys. What? That they're hot. And that's the best she had. That's the best opening line that Kevin could come up with, and yet he wants to jump the hottest guy he's ever known. You think Shane's the hottest guy? No, I think Fangs is the hottest guy. that's right. And this is the best opening line that Kevin comes up with. And and Shane's just kind of like, what do they say about Riverdale guys? And then Kevin, Kevin says, well, let's find out, and puts a hand on Shane's thigh. And then Shane, um does a hate crime on kevin yeah oh man this sucked i think for me to witness this did not like this did not like this at all i yeah this is a show with a lot of gay guys behind the scenes too and i'm like why are we doing the only thing i will say is like as somebody who is not a gay man i have no i really feel like i can sometimes not speak on experiences that are positive or negative towards like the gay male community because i don't who knows if maybe this actually happened to someone, but I don't want, I just, uh, I'm so, so sick of the pain. Do you know? Like, yeah. that's the thing. I'm just like, I just want, Kevin doesn't have to be happy all the time, but I don't want him to be miserable because he is gay. Also, um, like, I'm all sorry, the time, but you know, Shane, Shane should have known what kind of gym he was in. I don't well, Also, Shane should have known, like, that's a very flirtatious interaction. Right. I mean, I'm not, saying you know i don't want to make it shane instead of saying what do they say about guys in riverdale he could just been like hey i'm not really interested anything right he was it was definitely a leading i don't know i don't want to be like you had to you had to beat up a man you know right it seemed almost like he was he wanted to be angry or something at kevin for being gay and this was like his the implication might be even like kevin kevin maybe wanted to get beat up a little bit I guess I don't know. I don't. But think I don't so want to say that either. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think that this was a weird. I think Kevin so just weird. assumed he was gay, and for some reason, Shane. It, 
wasn't whole... picking up on the cues that Kevin was clearly dropping. Yeah. Um, and seemed quite open to his advances. And I don't want to, obviously this was a very bad situation for Kevin. So I don't want it to be like, oh, anytime somebody hits on you, if you're not immediately receptive, like that's bad too. But regardless, you never punch someone and you certainly don't like hate crime them in a locker room right. or steam room or whatever. Right. I just wish, oh, I just wish it was like, you know what I kind of wish this scene was? And again, Again, as not a gay man, I feel like I don't have a right to be like, this is the experience I would have preferred. <laughs> but from a from a storytelling perspective, what I kind of wish was that Kevin hit on Shane and Shane said something like, oh, like, hey, like, why don't we get to know each other first? Like, you're really cute, but like, you know, we don't have to jump into this right away. Like, and then Kevin kind of realized that maybe that's not all he has to offer or something you know i don't know because like think if if he had tried to make a move on archie or or another character that we did know already who has been like kevin what are you doing yep yeah, kevin, kevin understand. would be able to more i guess beat himself up because this is just cruel yeah this is a cruel thing for kevin to experience and, and i feel like kevin especially while we're still watching this going why is Kevin doing any of this? Yeah, I if this is a different... I, I think it's also very hard because one of the things that I really liked about Kevin's character when he was first introduced, and it was a different... It was a change from the pilot that we read originally, right. was Kevin, in the, the pilot that we originally read, he said something about how his dad, Sheriff Keller, wasn't accepting of him and, like, beat him up for being gay, and it was a whole thing, like... And then the version we got was that this, that Kevin was able to be like a very open gay man. He was able to hook up with a lot of guys, but he was also able to be in a relationship with one guy if he wanted to. And it was kind of like, okay. Does this feel regressive from that? It feels a little bit, it feels a little bit regressive, maybe. Just the fact that I, I think that. It's well, okay. Look, I don't want to say it's regressive because I feel like it's very complicated. It's a very complicated issue because, on one hand, you also don't want to pretend that you live in a world where this kind of stuff doesn't happen because I feel like that's almost worse. Because then it's kind of like erasing like all the hate that still exists. Like, just because gay marriage is legal doesn't mean bigotry has gone away. And I think it's like very important that we still acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Um, because if we erase it, then you know, we were really erasing a lot of people's experience and we're kind of saying it doesn't matter. But it just feels like Kevin is not, it's not consistent. And maybe this isn't the show for it. Yeah, maybe, yeah. I do think the CW has sort of this like really nice fantasy um, world where, or not fantasy world, that's not great. It has this nice um, thing about it a lot where sexuality is very, if people are very sexually fluid or if they're, you know, members of the LGBTQ community, it's kind of like more accepted from the jump as opposed to like a lot of the teen dramas that like I and you grew up with where it was like, oh, if you were gay, that was your storyline. That was your coming out experience. That's what you did. And that was, you were that character. Oh, Instead, Kurt, Kurt oh, like from Glee. Glee. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I had, I think, yeah, I, I didn't hate that storyline that much uh, as some people did, but I understand why it was problematic. 
But I, you know, it just felt like you got one or two gay characters and then you know, they had a tough time coming out and then maybe eventually they like fell in love and then they like rode off into the sunset. But it was a very like standard issue thing as opposed right. to the shows we see on the CW now. Now we get good stuff where like, you know, Cheryl goes and watches Love, Simon and that's, <laughs> that's how she learns who she is. Like, you also have people like Tony, who Tony just kind of comes in and is like, this is who I am. Not really a big deal for me. You know, right. I kind of already experienced don't, the coming don't out Don't freak thing. out about it. But Caitlin, yeah. yes, this means I can date Cheryl. Right. <laughs> right. And that's how I predicted Shoney's future. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just felt like it was, I don't know. I just kind of. I just want good things for Kevin, and I'm happy that Casey Cott got a really emotional scene. I just wish he it didn't. It does have not to be... feel right. I don't like this. You know. Yeah. We I want know. we want meat for Kevin. I don't know what this is. I don't like it. It seems like they It seems yeah. like their first time they're giving Kevin a story, and it has to be a depressing story about being gay. And like right, maybe right. maybe that doesn't have to be Kevin's identity. Though we do kind of, I mean, let's get there because I do have other questions um, about. Okay, yeah. So uh, Tom gives Kevin ice for his injuries. And he tells his son that he's terrified. What's going on, Kevin? And Kevin, Kevin says that he thinks he's ashamed of himself for being gay. But and, then. And, 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 and Tom's like, is it, is it my fault? No. No, you're, you're the an best. angel. It's <laughs> you're the mom best. who we've never met. Well, mm. and see, this is when I was open to it. I was like, okay, maybe mom is not around, is a bigot, is that's why Sheriff and mom Mom's are not. Mom's Ari, right? It would be cool if Archie knew his mom. Right. Like, if, but it, like I thought we were going to get a story where it was like, okay, and then Kevin's mom comes back and she's actually not accepting of him being gay. And that's the kind of story I think I would like better. And I feel like that would actually be very realistic if he oh, has his wait, very supportive but wait, parents. But then it gets confusing. So. Kevin, Kevin then says that it all started when he went shopping with mom. And she just offhandedly said they had to get him some husky clothes. And then Kevin. Kevin feels so ashamed of being fat that he runs. <laughs> he runs all the way to the gay woods to be alone. He didn't know that the gay woods was a cruising spot. How could you? It's only called the gay woods there are signs uh, but whoopsie he meets some guy who told him that he was cute quote or whatever unquote and and that was enough uh kevin's been cruising ever since and then so he cries have... in his father's arms so he's I... ashamed of being gay because he thought he was fat <laughs> and the are thing that made him feel that? better was a nice gay man in the woods who he has probably never seen again so Okay, let's just unpack this really quick. So I didn't misinterpret that, right? Husky no. means fat, right? Well it wasn't it yeah, wasn't yeah. like her her saying or husky means like bigger or no, something. No, I wore husky clothes. It means what it means. But like it's like, so, it's like no, it's a cool word for being really big. But is it like code for something? Do you know what I mean? Like is it like Yeah, it's a looser fit. No, right. So there's no like, it, it's not like the mom was saying, oh, we're going to get you some rainbow clothes or something. Like, do you no, know what I mean? No, it's not a gay thing at all. So it's just that he didn't feel like attractive. Right. And then he went to the woods yes. and somebody called him attractive. Yes. So why, 
is he ashamed of being gay? Yes. Right. Keep asking that question. Why right. is he ashamed of being gay? What? That's, what are you talking very... about, show? Right. What is and going that... on with Kevin? This doesn't make sense. Like, that's the thing that I didn't understand. Like, I really thought that I was misinterpreting Husky. And I was like, is that like a slur or something that she's no. like? His mom has... didn't say anything about being gay. Right. That's okay. all internalized on Kevin's end. I, 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 I understand. Guess if Kevin's mom then comes back and is like, yeah, it's because you're gay. Then we're like, then what the, what the hell was the Husky? That wasn't I about buy... being gay. I bought you bigger clothes because I thought you were gay. Well, then, then I was thinking, was she saying that he was like girly or something? So she was gonna buy him bigger clothes. Uh, literally, really Caitlin, so she didn't about say it. anything about him being gay. Not a single comment from this story we're being told is about him being gay. Right. Okay. Kevin then met a gay man who said that he was cute, and I guess that's when Kevin. Was like, I guess I'd, I, no, that's not when he realized he was gay. I don't want to say that, but like, that's why he's internalizing it as a gay thing. I guess I have questions, and I will say though, Casey Cott, I really do think he delivered a very nice emotional performance. For all my confusion about what the, what yeah, the thing was, he did his. I best thought he did with, a good job. With, yeah, I am hoping we get Kevin's mom. I, I, I would, mean, it feels like that's where this is going. I hope so, yeah. I just want nice things for Kevin. You know? It doesn't have to be great. I was kind of hoping that maybe he would just have issues with the fatherhood thing. Like, I feel like that would make more sense, like, because he's a young guy. There's so many things they didn't have to introduce that could have worked (laughs) for him. Like, oh, but I'm still freaking out about that cult we were in or something. Uh, (laughs) And... For it to be like, surprise, I've been ashamed of myself this entire time for being gay. I hate myself for being gay. Is like, why are we doing this? I know, I know. Why is well, this anyway, the thing? We were not, confused. I wanted plots for <laughs> Kevin, not nightmares. Nightmares? Well, I wouldn't like, mind nightmares like, for like, Kevin. I didn't want Kevin to torpedo his entire goddamn life. What the <laughs> hell are we doing? I actually there, kind Is of there a happy ending from a- this? I don't think so. No, I think there is. I think that if he can name it, whatever it is, eventually he'll figure it out. That is going to help him ultimately in terms of like him being a human being and like growing he, and being happy. If he goes but... to his mom and he tells his mom, I've been cruising nonstop for 10 years because you called me Husky or once time, she'll be like, I do not remember that day. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, What? <laughs> You needed bigger clothes, yeah. Honey, you wouldn't have fit in anything else, and it was what was in style then. Your arms, Kevin, your arms have always been this way. They're so big. You, you've been you understand that out. you've been jacked since you were 12, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he actually, I, like, it's hilarious to me how jacked Casey Cott is. <laughs> because I'm like, they, they like, it's it's amazing. How do people get that way? Uh, I I'm not eating enough protein. You know what? I thought that I was working out. Yeah, I uh, I can't bear myself to. I mean, not like I want to look like Casey Cott, but like I cannot drink those. I want to I want to see you look like Casey Cott. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, you know, one day. Kayla we'll with giant arms. Giant giant arms. Oh man, 
I and I'm so wildly impressed by people who can sculpt their bodies in that way because like I will work out a lot and I know that like women and men like have different muscle mass etc cetera, etc cetera. but I'm like I am barely getting a little bump in the arm <laughs> like yeah. crazy crazy I just found out Noah Centineo has been cast as a superhero and he already yes. looks like Adonis and I'm like god damn it ah uh, yes <laughs> this fucking guy <laughs> this guy he um he was really cute though in the third tell the boys movie sure like a sure, little sure he's adorable. no john ambrose but it's fine wow okay shots fired there yeah. he's a different no. character in every movie he is a different character in every i don't want to hear it that, like he's the best he's a different guy every time third he's whatever guy. the writer needs him to be third guy though i like he's he's perfect in that third movie he is flawless Th- yeah i think i probably that's very like much most... on purpose they don't. They oh, will yeah. break up in college, though. That couple does not go the distance. <laughs> I don't believe I in know. them one bit. I know. I was kind of happy that we like didn't see the end because I was like, "Oh man, you're gonna be I, so disappointed." I, I'm, I'm laughing so hard at the ending where she's like, "But we'll prove them wrong. We'll be the longest <laughs> no, couple not. that goes the distance." No, you won't, Lara you, Jean. You, you already got a cute new hairstyle. You know what you're doing. <laughs> she like lives seemingly alone in her apartment. Yeah. Also, very confusing. Right. Well, it's it's in a magical world where everyone has money. Everyone has money to like, fly to Like, the Stanford. she's like, no, let's just, what about NYU? And that's just a casual conversation, like it's not 60000 a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a gynecologist, the dad. He can he can figure <laughs> sure. it out. And their new mom, who was living alone in an entire house, they got money. <laughs> in Palo Alto, I guess. Or not Palo Alto. Somewhere near there, right? Oh, no, I, they're in, they're in Oregon? I don't know I don't where know. they it's, are. They're in the, nice. they're in the American suburbs. It's pretty nice there. Hey, I liked it. Where do you want to go next? The Perks of Being a Wallflower, I guess? Or Dreyfus Might Have Polly? Let's do Perks of Being a Wallflower, because I don't really know what plot this would be. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so Jughead tells us that Arthur C. Clarke, a famous sci-fi novel writer, said there are two possibilities. Either we are alone in the universe, or we aren't. That's and both true. both options are pretty <laughs> terrifying. Uh, Jughead is telling his agent about the Mothmen, and the agent's like, I thought we were writing a story about a sad old ghost in a sad old town. <laughs> Where did this come from? Jughead's Jughead. like, no, 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 no. Now it's aliens, but also maybe trauma. Maybe a whole town has collectively decided their trauma was aliens all along. <laughs> right. That's the thing. No. No, that was not the trauma. <laughs> it was never aliens. Right. The agent's like, okay, all right. Um, I guess... The, the, we'll see what apparently the debt collectors are happy with getting your three dollars an hour from your job so <laughs> good good for them uh jughead collects uh short story assignments from his class and he gets one titled as above so below with a scary mothman drawn on the cover and it's written by uh uh, uh, uh lerman logan right which, that's had, why which we, is the yes. name of the lead logan for the person lerman. being a yeah. wallflower swapped around yeah, I thought that was a very weird choice. Lerman is um, an awful first name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So is it because he blacks out and that's what the character in that movie does? Oh, okay. It's not about aliens. That movie is not about aliens at all, though. Right, well, yeah, but, like, it's Logan Lerman is also in Percy Jackson. This also isn't about that. Right, right. That's true, yes. Jughead <laughs> brings the story to... Uh, Principal Weatherby, Waldo, he's, he's telling him that it's about a kid 
held captive by mole people, who was then saved by Mothmen and operated on. And 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 Weatherby's like, yeah, but the child survives, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, Depends come on, we've all been down. through horrific, traumatic experiences, but you just, you know, you move on, you forget about it forever. I appreciate that they still are giving him gloves, like because <laughs> yeah. he cut off his own fingers. Right. So, well, he knows drama. Jughead asks if there's trouble at home for the Logans, and Weatherby says that he's checked them out, and the story is just the story. So uh, Jughead asks Lerman to stay after class, and and it goes up to him and asks, what inspired this story? Uh, Lerman says, dreams. Jughead responds, are you sure it's not trauma? Are you (laughs) sure you're not traumatized, Lerman? And a psychiatrist told me I was traumatized, and now I project onto everyone around me. And uh, Lerman runs out, muttering that it's just a story. And then the Logans come in to yell at Jughead at the, in the principal's office. How dare you encourage his writing? And, and he's, he, Jughead, Jughead he, there's, he's a pretty good writer. Why didn't Jughead come to them? They asked to transfer Lerman out of Jughead's class. I don't know where else he's going to go, but right. fine. Is there another English teacher at the school? It's Veronica. She's more... It's, it's uh, Kevin. <laughs> she's Breakfast at Tiffany's. Kevin's like, I want to talk about repression. <laughs> oh. I want to talk about hating yourself. Poor Kevin. Weatherby uh, yells at Jughead. It's really weird having Weatherby yell at him, not as an administrator, but as, like, a coworker. Yeah. One yeah. more misstep and Jughead's done at this weird public-private school <laughs> where he doesn't get paid, I think. He needs to take a second job just to make it work. Right. Weatherby calls Jughead at home. Lerman is missing. Jughead calls Betty in her plot line. And she helps him find Lerman. Like, Jughead just rides up and Betty's got him. All off screen. They keep doing this. Yeah. And Lerman's just like, did it happen again? So, Lerman's parents tell Jughead that uh, he's a sleepwalker. Then he hurts himself doing it. So they started locking his door in his basement bedroom. So, like, literally one conversation could have cleared this all up. But no, they had yeah. to yell at Jughead. <laughs> Apparently, one time Lerman went missing for an entire week, and a good Samaritan found him on a lonely highway with no memory. Yeah, that seems like a thing, though, that, like, you don't casually forget about. <laughs> right, you know? like, it happened like, one time, so we all moved on. Right, I'm like, th- where was he for a week? Yeah, that's pretty messed up. Jughead pays Weatherby a visit. Uh, Weatherby tells him that the Logans left town for a fresh start, as they should, as everyone should. It's not a town anymore, it's not on a map. The last story is Betty's. Betty tries to get Alice to go to the football game. She promises, or or hopes that that blood, you know, the blood on the, on the on the on the on the phone booth All over where the Polly phone called them from might not be Polly's blood. Some other person might might have died in that phone booth. <laughs> right, and we're not concerned about that person. Alice thinks Polly is dead, though. Uh Betty suggests maybe going back to the dead daughter support group? You know? Anyway, Betty gets a call from Glenn. Is it Polly's blood? Oh, yeah. Or at least <laughs> it's the same rare blood type as hers. Yes. It's, uh, eight. was it AB? Didn't we have this conversation kind of recently about blood type? Yeah, I think this was AB positive. Yeah, it's like very rare. It's really rare. Uh, 
Glenn, Glenn apologizes to Betty and she says, screw you, Glenn, and then hangs up on him. So she's and fine. And, like, Glenn didn't really do anything yeah, here. This, for once... Glenn didn't cross the line. I hate Glenn, too, but... Right, we all hate Glenn. Yeah, yeah. You, gotta, Glenn. you gotta yeah. earn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Glenn is just like, I'm just delivering don't, the information. Don't make Glenn the victim. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He so, will suck, but he will suck in his own time. Right, don't worry. Betty... He still has her cat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so am I still taking care of your cat or what? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to piss this guy off. Like, the, the cat suddenly Wait, yeah, no longer has a Who's watching her cat? That poor cat. Oh, my God. Just, Betty, you got to drive for a weekend. Pick up your cat and take it back to Riverdale if you're not leaving. <laughs> I oh, hope they have Alice a comment about that. Alice going to be allergic to cats or something. Anyway, Betty asks <laughs> Cheryl if it was helpful to learn that Jason died. Cheryl says it was soul-crushing, but knowing made her able to grieve. I wish she'd responded more like, well, you'll remember I tried to kill myself in the river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i would have rather him not have been dead um but i suppose it was better than thinking he was safe living right. on a farm with polly yeah it was it was better to make her peace with it and then they hug about polly betty i guess betty realized she does care about her sister this episode yeah i guess so betty goes home and she tells alice uh, that Polly is alive. Wow. Of course. <laughs> wow. So it's a rough line for Betty to cross, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But it does fill Alice with hope. And the next morning, Betty finds Alice cooking a massive breakfast as her to pick up cold cuts from Pops. Pops just sells cold cuts? Thought that was weird, to take too. Take with you? The, why not the it's grocery store? It's not a store? deli. It's not a deli. Thought that was weird. Like, there is there a grocery store? Have we seen? I don't seen... know. <laughs> I don't think they actually have a place that like you can get food to prepare yourself at home. You this can only order platters from pubs. Well, there's got to be a Main Street near Stonewall Prep. There's got to be something. Very confusing. I always thought Whole it was thing. strange that they never really had a Main Street set on this show because like at yeah. least Smallville would always have like the area around the Talon and. Uh, 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 the well, you know, all American just has that one that one place they go to after school every single day. Yeah, it's like their peach pit. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's right. So I guess every place has the restaurant, but maybe not one exterior street. I just like when there's an exterior street. So Jughead finally checks in on Betty after all of these episodes. He's like, "Sorry, I've been on my own show completely. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? Are you throwing a party? Why don't you invite me?" Oh. <laughs> She tells him that Polly is probably dead, but was alive for weeks without being found. That's, that which, that's what she's beating herself up about. That sucks. I agree. Yeah, she's sucks. running from a truck for four weeks straight. <laughs> the cardio. Man. Her, her legs were incredible by the end. Jughead suggests they go talk to Dreyfus. He's like, I know this crazy guy in the woods. Maybe he can help. Or maybe he murdered your sister. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jughead introduces Betty to Dreyfus. And he, he asks if the phone booth was shredded. Why? Because I shredded the phone booth and killed your sister. No. He, <laughs> he, 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 he scrambles. He goes, I saw it in 77 and 82. He said, Polly had an encounter with the Mothman. And my God, the way Lily plays her reaction to hearing Mothman <laughs> for the first time. She's like, Mothman? And then stares at Jughead like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck show is this? 
Look, everybody has that friend from high school who gets into weird conspiracy theories. And now Betty realized which one of those friends is her. Right, is, right. Oh, yeah. no. Jughead follows Q. Oh, no. <laughs> Mothman. The MM. <laughs> see, see, see. The Mothman's antimatter fusion reactors create a gravity field that allows them to levitate. But anything caught in that stasis gets crushed like it's made of, and I, this is how he says it, paper mache. <laughs> Canadians. He's been listening to the Mothman on his radios, then he points to like two radios playing nothing but static. <laughs> then, oh. then he's like, "Now, do you believe that I didn't kill your sister myself? I'm just, a, I'm just a kook. Nothing dangerous going on here." I, I it would be great actually if Dreyfus was the killer. I, that would actually make a lot of sense. I'm, 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 I'm staking deeper into it. They might not. It do makes it, sense, but it would make sense. Yeah, it would. Betty does not believe in the Mothmen. Someone is kidnapping, torturing, and murdering women on this lonely highway. Yeah, maybe this guy who lives on the lonely highway. <laughs> but no, you're not even thinking about that. Betty shares a photo <laughs> Who's to say? of her and Polly. And, 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 and their last conversation starts replaying. And then I think Dark Betty emerges. It's unclear because she doesn't put on a wig. But she does grab her gun. I think this is just she is uh she has a gun now and she is a vigilante it's like but the like FBI's the moment happens her. and she's like staring in the mirror and i'm there at home going what what is it Tangerine. what do you know that i don't what are you doing why do you have the gun and so i kind of just assumed this was a dark betty moment she just needs to be like uh what is the code the code is tangerine but what's it called we're like activated <laughs> right you gotta say it three times yeah tangerine tangerine <gasps> and then I kill someone. Uh, yeah. Betty stakes out the truck stop. She interrupts a sex worker trying to make a living and kicks yeah, her out Yeah, I thought this was kind of truck. fucked up. Like, uh, let her do her thing. Right, right, right. If everyone's consenting to it, then if it goes south, you can be there, but... Right, yes. Uh, she tells the trucker never to come back and spread the word. Betty interrupts another sex worker, and he and, and she's servicing... Polly's friend, whose name escapes me. Do you remember this guy's name? No, I don't. I, it's like on the tip of my tongue. I want to say it's like Grant, but I don't think that's true. Shoot. Well, maybe I can... Is it Glenn? Uh, no, there's a Glenn. There is a Glenn. Let's give him a nickname. A jaunty nickname. There's already, yeah. A family trucker man. It's a bad one, but... You said family oh, pa- trucker man? <laughs> yes. Oh my god, wait, it's on the tip of my tongue. I really want to, like, guess what it is. Okay. He, he calls her Patty. Yeah. And her name for him is... No idea. Well, he was, like, Trucker Boy 69 or something on the <laughs> Yes. <laughs> trucker Boy 69. That works. Great, great, great. Uh, she punches Trucker Boy in the face and abducts him. Betty ties Trucker Boy 69 to a tree and pistol whips him she's about to kill him when her phone rings and this jughead asking him asking her to be in his storyline i i think that's what knocks her out of being dark betty a little bit but again it's kind of unclear it could have just been betty doing all of these things it's a blurry line what is a dark betty you know yeah yeah i don't you'd think we would by now but we don't yeah what's it what is it what is she Betty thinks Polly and Lerman are connected. She tells Jughead that Alice thought it sounded like Polly was in space. So I guess... I guess she's in the Mothman plot now. 
I am very confused. Great. Betty finds Alice crying at home. Then Glenn comes in. Oh, Glenn. He told her that Polly is dead. Was I not supposed to? <laughs> oh, you didn't tell your mom that your sister was dead? You didn't break your mom's heart yourself? <laughs> well, don't worry, I did it for you. He says, how could you, Betty? And then Alice is like, how dare you, Betty? And then Glenn's, Glenn's all like, don't worry. I'm taking over this case, and I promise to be the absolute worst about it. Yeah, did did she ever like this man? It's uh, It doesn't seem like she's ever once enjoyed being in the company. Of <laughs> right. I'm kind of confused about, like, why their relationship is what it is. Sure, then. sure. Uh, maybe, maybe it's all, like, hate sex or something like that? Yeah, it's a little weird, though, that he's, he seems like he has a different relationship with her than she has with him. Right, right. This isn't like a Chad thing, too, where I'm taking this man's side for no reason. I think he sucks. <laughs> but right, it's also sucks. just like, but what is this? Yeah. Like, is she, is she, like, is he her supervisor? Is she his supervisor? I, I don't What's know. happening? Is she, is she allowed to just go into, go to this town for a long period of time? Does she, is she collecting an FBI paycheck right now? Was Very she ever unclear. officially working any kind of case with notes or anything? What if she's not actually in the FBI? What is if she's this like an a FBI victim? matter? Shouldn't this just be up to the local PD right now? Very unclear. Or I guess with this being a serial killer at this point. <sighs> Glenn Scott. So who uh, who aged like fine wine this week? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, I have to say Kevin looks good. That is... That is a plus. <laughs> yeah. So he looked very good. So did Cheryl, though. It's kind of an even toss for me. Yeah. I'm going to give it to uh, Archie for his for his coach outfit. Oh, no. Hiram actually had really good coach outfit, too. I, I wish Hiram had a baseball cap on. He needed to complete the look. Everybody looks so good this episode. So it's it's honestly hard to, to stay. Absolutely. And who is your Riverdale Citizen of the Week? Hmm. Hmm. That's a hard one. I'm going to say Sheriff Keller for supporting his son. I'm going to say Tabitha Tate for supporting the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. She actually was. Yeah, she, she actually. Yeah. And, you know, if Veronica had just said, okay, you order the syrup, I think she would have saved herself a hassle. <laughs> Absolutely. It would have made things less complicated. Yeah. Do we have any rumor mill theories other than my stance that Dreyfus is behind the Lonely Highway killings? It would be great if Dreyfus was just responsible for, like, literally everything. Like, if Dreyfus... Okay, so here's here's me riffing on that idea. Okay. Tabitha is the one who is pushing, like, the Mothman angle. But Dreyfus is the one who is, like, killing women and has been for years. And he might even you, think he is the Mothman. You don't agree with my assertion that he's killing people he believes are being taken by the Mothman? Yeah, I don't know about that. But honestly, mm. I don't really know about this theory either, for sure. But I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Dreyfus thought, like, if he dissociated. I also think that there has to be something, if we're not actually doing aliens, and my God, I hope we're not doing aliens. <laughs> um, I'm going to just, like, take that off the table. I'm just going to say that there are no aliens. But assuming that there are no aliens, I think that it has to be somewhat of a drug or of some sort of chemical thing that is making people hallucinate and sleepwalk and stuff like that. 
And I could see that being maybe like something in the water, something Hiram is doing, some chemical he's like putting in kids' foods at the high school. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but this has been a long time thing. Yeah. So we'll have to find out, I guess. But I think Dreyfus could be killing people. That makes so much sense to me. I still think Tabitha is behind something because her and Drughead are getting a lot closer in the next episode. And I still just don't think that Riverdale is ever going to put somebody with Jughead that is not Betty. Even though they have like, it's not that they don't have chemistry. It's just like, wow, it's so weird to see them not a couple. I will take that bet. I think they're going to pull the trigger on Jughead and Tabitha. Really? Well, they're definitely going to hook up. It's definitely going to be a thing. (laughs) Yes, they will at least be heavy petting like what he did with Tony. (laughs) Right gross that was a he's like into it uh, gross. yeah <laughs> just just the fact that he then had to describe to betty and he described it by saying she gave me a long pause tattoo <laughs> that's i will never forget that i'll never forget that and i'll never forgive that um so yeah no thank you um but I love Tabitha, but I think it would be more fun if Tabitha was pulling the Mothman strings solely to boost, like, Pop's business. I just want that to be a thing. I want that so badly that I'm not sure if it's real. I want I want this Kevin plot to really figure itself out as soon as possible. Because if this gets dragged Same. out for a really long time, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> If well, this I just is like don't want... eight episodes of Kevin being sad and trying to get his mom to come to town. <laughs> Oof, I don't know if I can do it. I would love to meet Kevin's mom. Kevin's stunt casting mom. Yeah. You I know, know like cast Kevin's mom. <laughs> Nev Campbell, maybe. Uh, that'd be fun. Who else would be fun? Holly Marie Combs would be fun. She would be good. You know, we could play we could play around with it. Pretty much anyone on Charmed would be fun. I'll think about this. Yeah, Holly Marie Combs has done this before. What? She's uh, literally from uh, Pretty Little Liars, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes. She's also from, like, the OG Charmed, but she's Arya's mom. And I think oh, that Oh, you don't need it. to tell me about the OG Charmed. <laughs> I remember when TNT would play a block of Charmed and Angel. <laughs> Two That's shows so funny. With nothing in common. Yeah. Well, they're both shows. Yeah, but tonally speaking, very different, different universes. I've never really watched much of Charm. Didn't didn't like it a lot. Wasn't a huge fan. I like Dollhouse. <laughs> yeah, great. Dollhouse yeah, what, is what, great. What are you, what are you watching, Caitlin? Well, Dollhouse. For oh. One. So remember, guys, when I had to apologize about saying nice things about Joss Whedon. So I'm now watching Dollhouse. And even though, yes, Joss Whedon created it, and I know Joss Whedon, problematic figure, et cetera, et cetera, especially right now, my favorite TV writer duo is Elizabeth Kraft and Sarah Fain. And they are just, I listen to their podcasts and I'm just obsessed with them. Like, I feel like they're so nice and they are so helpful about screenwriting and they are just angels. Um, And they've worked on a bunch of shows, Dollhouse being one of them. And so every time I see their name, like, written by... I'm like, oh, so cool. 
but um, I'm really liking it. It's super fun. I I hate the FBI agent that they have in the show. Uh, <laughs> I think he is so dumb, and I have no idea Paul why. Paul Ballard, they... FBI. Shut up, Paul. Like, he's just literally the worst that I was hoping that they would do a bait and switch and, like, he would be a doll or some shit have like you, that. Have you gotten to uh, when he meets Alan Tudyuk yet? I don't think so. That's I'm a pretty not sure good who one. that is. But he's horrible. I don't know. He seems creepy as fuck. He seems like he's obsessed with Eliza Dushku. And I get it because obviously, but like, it's so weird. It's such a weird thing. Anyway, I love Dollhouse. I also want to recommend another podcast. It's called Spooky Tuesdays. And if you like just scary movies, they do like black comedies and horror movies. Um, they, I think most recently they did Ready or Not, but they've done like Leprechaun They've done, I think, all three screams. They've done Candyman. And they just kind of talk about the movie and uh, some good facts and also just hilarious banter. So I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. I loved, loved Ready or Not. I saw it actually twice in theaters when we could go to theaters. It was wonderful. So wait, what else are you watching? I'm not really sure what to talk about this week. I, I feel like... You know, I, I mentioned a new superhero thing all the time, and it's kind of kind of exhausting. Because, like, what, do I only watch superhero stuff? But there's this new superhero cartoon on Amazon <laughs> called Invincible. And it's based off, of, off a comic written by uh, the creator of The Walking Dead, Robert Kirkman. Mm-hmm. And you think it, it's, it's twice as long as a normal cartoon. It's like 42-minute episodes, which is crazy. Oh, that's so weird, yeah. And you think you're watching a pretty normal show about the son of this world's Superman, this guy called Omni-Man. Uh, his son gets his powers at 17, kind of like Sky High. He's, he's Ooh, like, movie, movie. I'm going to be a superhero like my dad. And then in the post credit scene, Uh-oh. and this is like a big spoiler, so if anyone doesn't want to be spoiled for Invincible, I don't know, jump, jump forward a little bit. But um, this version of Superman basically kills this world's Justice League. It's horrific. Oh. It's bloody. why, uh, and the art style didn't have me prepared for that. And now three episodes in, I still don't know why. <laughs> and I Wait, would really? very much like to find out because it was insane. And so, and, did, and it really happened. More. Yes, it really happened. The whole second episode is about the bodies being found and uh. the world learning about the death of the Justice League and. The 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 uh, super super dad being in like a coma, so they're like, oh, he didn't do it. Interesting. That's dark. Yeah. Sounds fun though. It's very dark. I can also recommend. I can also recommend the Vision comic. Uh, Yeah. Is it it Vision? What is it called? The Vision. You have the cover. Yeah, I know, but it's in the. It's called the Vision. It's just the singular. I thought it was Visions also. It would have made sense, I think, if it was Visions for a lot of reasons, but. (laughs) But it was very dark and it was very enjoyable. Yeah. And I really liked the style of it, how it kind of had the narration, I guess you would say. Yes. I don't know if narration is the right word for it's, comic but The narration is like, it'll tell you in the first issue how someone's going to die in like the 10th one. Yep. It was pretty cool. It was a very cool book. And it was like really this, well, I guess it was the second comic book that I ever read. No, that's not <laughs> true. I've read other comic books, but it was the second DC comic book I have ever read. Are you so. are you watching uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? You know, I was thinking about starting it. Is it good? It's it's good. It's very obviously it's very different from WandaVision. It's probably not yeah. going to carry the same audience. 
I will let you know if it like really comes together, but they, Mm -hmm. I just got this comic book called Captain America Truth. And it's about the black Captain America who the U.S. experimented on to, I think, perfect the super soldier serum that they eventually use on the white Captain America. Wow, I hate that. Yeah, I, no, I like the it's, concept, but it's that's really, fucked up. It's really yeah. messed up uh, and incredibly dark. And mm-hmm. the show just introduced a version of him into the MCU. And I'm kind of amazed at that. Just that, like, something so dark they would allow to exist in this Disney show. Where, like, See, at the I same time, Ant- Sam, Sam the Falcon is, like, having an argument with Bucky, the Winter Soldier, and some cops pull up, and they're like, sir, are you okay, to the white man, and, like, Uh, ask Sam for some ID until they realize he's a superhero, and they're all apologies. Great. I mean, that that actually is great, but it's also, like, upsetting, but I'm happy that Disney's actually doing stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be in the movies that China gets, but... Yeah, I thought that, yeah. Yeah. Well, they... It did say they think some people speculate that maybe you know in China you're not allowed to have a, any images of the devil. Uh-huh. Um, Is that why Mephisto wasn't done? Yeah, There's that's so the many theory. Things. Apparently, China doesn't like ghosts, and that's why everyone thinks huh. they did the very weird choice in Wonder Woman '84, where they made Steve Trevor possess another guy's body instead of having him just appear. That's so weird. Right, that's weird. I haven't seen that movie yet. Spoiler. <laughs> oh. I don't care at all. Yeah, I don't care at all. You would have watched knew, it. You... Yeah, I knew there was something weird with Steve. So I was like kind of... Now I'm actually kind of more curious what it is specifically. But yeah, I, I was excited for Wonder Woman 1984. And I would have seen it in like a theater. But now I'm kind of like the moment has passed for me. You know? Sure. I like the first Wonder Woman a lot. Yeah, that one's really good. This one's not as good. So I've so I have been told. It's just all about a man. Great. Great. Got Gal Gadot right there. Gadot, Gadot, Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. No, Gadot, I think. Gadot. I think it is some cuz it's like not what you think, which it's is like It's like Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal, I think it's Gal instead of like Gal. Yeah, that's what I said. Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah, that's Gal Gadot. Yeah, I don't think we're saying it right. Right, but I think I'm saying it right. How are you saying it? Say it again. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. It sounds weird if you say it too many times. Well, yeah, maybe stop saying it in all these different ways. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll practice. I'll work on it. <laughs> I'll work on that. So you're, so you're watching Invincible. Yeah. I'm watching Dollhouse. Great. And I guess we're going to see what happens with those things. So next week is our last episode before Sorry. we take hiatus. Right, until we're back in the summer. Mid-season finale. Woot woot. Let's um, see what happens. I, yeah, I wonder if... Jeez, it just feels like we've been treading water on both the Mothman and Polly for a while now. So it'd be cool if for something, anything to happen with those two. Do you think we're going to get actual answers about like who killed Polly if Polly's dead? <sighs> No, I think Hiram's going to do something and then be like, "Uh, be worried about me. And then the mid-season premiere will be like, don't be worried about me. Oh, actually, this is what I wanted to bring up. So do you remember when we watched um, To Riverdale and Back Again with Jacob? Yeah. So do you remember Hiram's plot with Reggie to, like, blow up the town? (laughs) Yeah. Did you you see the preview for this week's episode? Yes, yes. Is Hiram going to blow up the town? (laughs) 
I think that's what it's it, it, it that would make sense and it's kind of making me wonder why he didn't just do that from the jump but it right, could be he did a bond Riverdale all along very weird anyway I think where can they find you oh you can find me on my blog the catcher in the rye where rye is spelled w-r-y and nowhere else no what a good pun where can you they can find, find you? me well you can find caitlin me. where can they find you you can find me at twitter uh, i'm at riley tweets r-e-i-l-l-y tweets i will get all your messages to john um, <laughs> i'm sure there's so many of them every day so many. Like, they, the tweeters want to talk to you they want to know uh, the other place you can find us is uh, at the Riverdale Register podcast on Instagram. Um, we gotta we gotta throw some new things on there. Yeah, some 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 sick new content. For the, yeah, for sick the fans. new content for the fans. Over and out, River Vixens. <laughs>